Welcome to episode number 122 of the Civil Engineering Podcast, the first podcast dedicated to helping civil engineering professionals succeed in work and life. I'm your host, Anthony Fasano. I am a licensed professional engineer who practiced as a civil engineer, but eventually decided I wanted to focus more on inspiring engineers rather than doing the engineering myself. So since then, I've written a book entitled Engineer Your Own Success and have traveled the world helping engineers. And through this podcast, myself and my co-host, Chris Knutson, try to bring you information that can help you succeed in every episode. I've also had the honor of authoring the American Society of Civil Engineers Careers and Leadership column for the past few years. Now, at the Engineering Management Institute, we believe that in order to be the best civil engineer you can be, you must consistently get better. Get better at your craft, your people skills, and as a leader. And that's why we publish this free podcast to help you do just that. Now, in this episode, I am going to give you some strategies for working faster and smarter as a civil engineering professional. I know that there's a time crunch today, so I want to help you. I've written a couple articles on this, and the feedback was good, so I'm going to lay them out here in this podcast episode. But before we get started, this is a free show, and our sponsors help us keep it free, so I ask you to please support them. And now I'd like to recognize our sponsor for this episode, Mazer Consulting. A big thank you to EMI's newest podcast sponsor, Mazer Consulting, a privately owned, multidiscipline engineering firm with 950 employees in 32 offices nationwide and growing very fast. Mazer Consulting's engineers, planners, surveyors, landscape architects, and environmental scientists provide professional services to a diverse client base across the public and private sectors. Headquartered in New Jersey, with projects coast-to-coast, Mazer's offices are strategically positioned to provide comprehensive services to meet their clients' needs. Mazer Consulting is committed to the success of their clients and employees. I'll tell you more about our new sponsor, Mazer Consulting, a little later on in the episode. And I can actually tell you a lot about them over time because I spent my entire engineering career with Mazer Consulting, and it's an excellent company. I'm excited to have them as a sponsor on the podcast. I also want to let you know that we have a new podcast, the Structural Engineering Channel. This is a podcast that's focused on actually technical trends in the structural engineering field. So if you do work in the structural field, please check out the podcast. In our recent episode, we talked to Ronald Hamburger from SGH about some of the recent New York Times articles about this base isolation, a design technique known as base isolation. You'll know what I'm talking about most likely if you are a structural engineer. You can check that out at structuralengineeringchannel.com. We also publish some of our podcast episodes on our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash engineering careers. And this episode is one of the ones that we've published on YouTube. So you can check it out video as well in the studio. You can see me running through these strategies. Now it's time to dive into our civil engineering conversation of the week. Civil engineering podcast. Civil engineering podcast. All right. So in this episode of the civil engineering podcast, I want to talk a little bit about working smart, but also fast as a civil engineer, because we know that the pressures of being a civil engineering professional in today's world is high utilization rate, meaning you need to work a lot of billable hours, hours that you could bill to the client. And you can't afford to work non-billable hours or you can't afford to go over your budgets on your projects, right? Everything is happening fast. However, 
we can't just work fast. We also need to work smart because if we work too fast and we make a mistake, catastrophic things can happen. Not bad things, catastrophic things can happen. And so I've written a couple of articles about this on the ASCE Careers and Leadership column, and I thought I would put them into a podcast episode because I think it's an important topic to highlight and speak on a little bit. And if you have thoughts on this, you can always email me, afasano at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. I am going to give you seven specific strategies in this episode to help you work fast as a civil engineer, but also smart so that there aren't any issues on your projects. You have to always double check everything, but that's going to be one of our strategies. So let's just jump in and go through them. The first strategy to work both fast and smart as a civil engineer is to stay up to date on current technologies and tools. Sometimes if you're using older software, older tools, it will take longer. Not all the time. Sometimes some of the newer, flashier softwares that have a lot of bells and whistles can just take longer because you have to figure out how to use everything. Certain things aren't really that practical, but you should be up to date on the current technologies and try to use the most productive ones. So how do you do that? How do you stay up to date? Read trade publications, magazines, websites, articles that talk about engineering software in the CE space. Subscribe to email newsletters from large software companies that build software products for civil engineers or on social media from those companies as well. Keep an eye on industry-leading firms. Great firms are out there using social media, showing you some of the modeling tools they're using, showing you some renderings of their projects. Oh, maybe I should learn that tool. That's interesting, right? So that's a good thing to do. Attend conferences. When you attend conferences, you can look at the exhibit booths. Those are often companies that build softwares, tools that can be very useful to you in your discipline of civil engineering. And if you're in water resources and you go to a water resources conference of some type, you'll probably find the right exhibitors with the right technologies for you. And then you can also get training for these technologies often online or from the vendors very easily. So staying up to date on current technologies is an important aspect of being able to be productive and working fast and smart as a civil engineer. Number two, strategy number two, delegate effectively. If you want your projects to stay on budget and you want to use your time wisely, you have to use your staff wisely, assuming you're a manager and you have access to staff. So you must delegate effectively. Now, how do you do that? I'll give you a couple of simple steps. First one is just a mindset. You have to get over the fact that you can't do all the calculations anymore as a manager, which is difficult for us, I know. But once you realize the importance of you looking at some of the bigger picture tasks, you'll understand that you need to just let go of some things. Number two, break up your tasks into small, achievable ones. We're scared to give someone a task where we say, hey, go design that bridge and I'll see you in a couple of months. That's scary for you and the person you're giving it to. And it's just not practical. You would never do that. But when you give someone smaller, achievable tasks, it makes it easier to delegate because you feel more comfortable and confident in them and they feel more confident in themselves because, oh, I can do that one thing and bring it back to you. I definitely can do that. Clearly outline expectations and have them repeat them back to you. So if I'm going to give you something to work on, I'm going to say, listen, I need you to focus on designing the stormwater system today, laying out the system, putting all the catch basins where you want them in the parking lot, drawing out the outline of your detention basin, et cetera, and then bring it back to me so we can go over it together. That's very clear. But what I might say to the person is repeat that to me or go and think about that for a little while and come back to me before you start. And let's just take a quick look at something or a quick reflection on your thoughts. So having them process it and give it back to you will ensure that there's no problems. And this is important. In fact, 
a company that we built a custom leadership training program for, delegation was one of the most important topics that they needed to work on. And they started this practice of having someone repeat back to them what they delegated. And they found big discrepancies in what they thought that they had communicated and what the person had brought back to them. So that's an important aspect of it. Once you've delegated, you've set the expectations, check in regularly with that person. Don't micromanage them and stand over their shoulder, but don't let them go for a week or two. Figure out the balance for each person on how much you should give them, how much of a leash you should give them on their tasks. Check in regularly, but like I said, do it in a way that's positive. And then lastly, ask for feedback. At the end of the task, all right, they laid out the whole stormwater system. They put the catch basins in, they put the detention basin in, you like it, they like it. How'd I do? Did I clearly communicate my expectations? Did you feel at any time during working on that task that you were unclear on what you were supposed to do? That is something that doesn't get done often, but can provide huge, huge amounts of information to help you become a more effective delegator. Those are your first two. The third strategy for working fast and smart as a civil engineer is to use the 80-20 rule to focus on what matters. If you listen to this podcast or our Engineering Career Coach podcast or any of our content we put out there, you know that I'm a huge believer of the 80-20 principle, the Pareto principle, also known as the 80-20 principle, the 80-20 rule. You can read about this in Richard Koch's books. They're wonderful. I recommend living the 80-20 way. Essentially, what the 80-20 rule says is that 80% of the success you generate comes from 20% of your actions. You can apply that to anything, including engineering projects. 80% of the success of a civil engineering project comes from 20% of the effort. What 20% of the effort, right? The bottom line is all this means is to focus on what matters. Don't spend five hours on selecting the color of a bollard. Spend the five hours on talking to the client about the practical side of the design and what the client wants to see in the design big picture to make the project the best it can be. I can't stress this enough. If you get this, your whole career changes, your whole mindset changes. Right now, the way that I work is I focus on my 80-20 tasks first thing in the morning. And I have a little bit of a crazy schedule, but I end up, I work like 5 a.m., no, 5.30 to 7 a.m. is my first stretch of work. And then I take a break for a couple of hours. In that first stretch, I do my 80-20 tasks. If I have to write a proposal, I write it in that stretch and I get it out. Because then I know that the rest of my day, no matter what happens, things could blow up, clients could call, emergency might pop up at home with the kids or something. I know that I've been productive. It's a wonderful strategy. And if you just focus on what matters on your projects and either let someone else focus on the other things or spend less time on the things that aren't as important, you will work faster and smarter as a civil engineer. Strategy number four, use quality assurance and quality control, QAQC processes on all of your projects. I can't stress this enough. If you're not familiar with QAQC, and I hope you are, if you're not and you're in the civil engineering world, that's a problem to begin with. But QAQC is the combination of quality assurance, the process or set processes used to measure and assure the quality of a product, and quality control, the process of ensuring that products and services meet the client expectations. Many civil engineering firms have checklists or written procedures to facilitate QAQC on their projects, but that doesn't mean everyone's using them. Are you using them? you must use them. It will help you to work faster and smarter because you can do a design really fast and then ship it out. But if there's errors, you're in trouble. 
if you do the design fast and then you have a QAQC checklist and you run through it with your plans and specs and you find a bunch of errors or things that you forgot to do because of your checklist and then you make those adjustments, now you're working fast and smart as a civil engineer, not just fast. If you work for a smaller firm, this will be challenging because you may not have any procedures, guidelines, or checklists that you can use. So my recommendation to you is develop them. It's only going to help you work faster and smarter, and it's going to give you a leg up in your career because your company is going to say, wow, Anthony took it upon himself. He had the initiative to design or create QAQC guidelines and checklists for our firm. You know what, Anthony, we're going to put you in charge of our QAQC committee to help you build and maintain these guidelines long-term. And that's how you differentiate yourself and you stand out in your career. But at the same time, you're building that tool to help you, your team, and everyone in your company work fast and smart. And in today's world, it's competitive. And if your firm can work a little faster and a little smarter, you're setting yourself up for success. Number five, I'm making this a standalone strategy and I'm not lumping in with the last one because it's important. Budget, time, and money for QAQC work on your projects. I hear civil engineers a lot tell me that there's no time for them to QAQC their projects. There's no time for that extra check on the quality of a project. There's no time in the budget. That's unacceptable excuse. QAQC on a civil engineering project should not be optionable. It should really be required by your firm and it should be built into project budgets. And if you build it into project budgets, you're going to feel better about doing it and you're going to do it and you're going to work faster and smarter. And you'll revert back to the tools you created in number four to help you get it done. But if you don't have the budget created for it, it's an easy excuse for people not to do it. Don't give them that excuse. Number six, always have someone check your work. No matter how many times you've used a specific program or run a certain calculation, you should always have someone else check your work. You are not a robot, believe it or not. I am not a robot, believe it or not. And even if you are a robot, there's no guarantee you're going to get it right every time. It only takes one mistake in civil engineering to ruin your career and possibly cause physical injury to a lot of people. I'm sorry to have to say that, but it's just true about the industry that we're in. In terms of productivity, a little extra time to double check your work may prevent costly redesigns or construction change orders later on. Forget about the time you save now. It'll double, triple your expenses for you and your company and maybe make a project that was borderline profitable to a project that's way underwater and maybe the result of you losing your job. So always have somebody check your work. I don't care how good you think you are at civil engineering, the best civil engineers, the most experienced civil engineers, they have their work checked by someone else. And number seven, the seventh and final strategy I'll give you in working faster and smarter as a civil engineer is to use meetings productively. Meetings get a bad rap these days. Oh, meetings a waste of time. Oh, I don't want to go to another meeting. Well, at the Engineering Management Institute, we run very effective staff meetings. I meet with each one of our staff members Monday individually to make sure they're set up for the week and they're clear on their goals. And then on Thursdays, we have a staff meeting where everyone's on the phone together and we do a little debrief for the week. What are any issues that have come up that we need to deal with? And everyone has the chance to communicate. And they're very productive. At the end of the meetings, we rate them. We have a working agenda that we run through. And we put to-do items on the agenda and we assign those items out at the end of the meeting. And the next week we check that they were done. So if you use meetings productively, they will help you to work faster and smarter as a civil engineer. If you don't, they will waste your time. And if you're not running a meeting and you feel like it's wasting your time, you need to speak to the meeting organizer in a respectful way 
and recommend some changes. Hey, what do you think about we do, we have an agenda for each meeting and we capture the to-do items and put initials next to each one. I'd volunteer to write up the minutes while I'm sitting at the meeting if someone could type them up for me afterwards, if you're comfortable with that. Use meetings productively. I promise you they can help you to work faster and smarter as a civil engineering professional. I hope you enjoyed these seven strategies. I promise you that they will help you to work faster and smarter as a civil engineer. I'm going to recap them real quickly, and I'll come back and wrap this up in our end segment. The first one is to stay up to date on current technologies and tools. The second one is to delegate effectively. We talked about ways for doing that. The third one is using the 80-20 rule to focus on what really matters, not necessarily paint colors, but the overall flow of a project, let's say, the benefits that the client's trying to realize. Number four, use quality assurance and quality control processes on all of your projects. Number five, budget time and money for QAQC on your projects. Number six, always have somebody else check your work. And number seven, use meetings productively. Please implement these and the game will be changed for you in your career. Now stick around. I'm going to come back and wrap this one up in a moment. Civil Engineering Podcast. Civil Engineering Podcast. All right, now I'm going to close out this episode of the Civil Engineering Podcast by giving you my one strategy of the seven that I gave you for working faster and smarter as a civil engineer that I think is the 80-20 one that you should do right away. But before I do that, I do want to recognize our sponsor for today's episode, once again, Mazer Consulting. Mazer maintains a culture that is nurtured through the promotion of integrity, collaboration, and socialization. Their employees enjoy comfortable work environments, continuous career advancement, and the ability to impact society, not only through the projects they work on, but the company-sponsored activities available to them. Mazer Consulting is on the cutting edge of technology, and their opportunistic approach to expansion creates personal and professional growth opportunities across all areas of the firm. Leadership's dedication to the well-being of their employees and their families is demonstrated throughout the wide range of benefits and programs available to them. One current exciting opportunity available at Mazer Consulting is a traffic engineering project manager position in New Jersey or Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, to oversee projects in the public and private sectors, a varying size and complexity throughout the Northeast region. To learn more about this opportunity and others, visit Mazer at www.mazerconsulting.com and find out why Mazer Consulting is consistently named a best place to work And be sure to tell them that you found them through the Civil Engineering Podcast. All right, so to wrap this episode up, I do want to give you my 80-20 take on these seven strategies and the one that I think you can get the most bang for your buck for right away. That's not to say you shouldn't do the other ones. You should, especially the QAQC stuff. You have to do these things. But if you're thinking, which one should I jump on right away while I'm sitting here and I want to think about something, learn how to delegate effectively. This is the one thing that most civil engineers really struggle with because we start our careers really in the projects details, and it's hard for us to let go of them. But if you do that, you'll be able to focus on the big picture items and the bigger 80-20 tasks as you develop in your career. So focus on delegation. I gave you some specific steps earlier on in the episode of how you can do that effectively. And I promise you, if you can delegate effectively, you're in the minority in the civil engineering world. That I can guarantee you from doing coaching and training with thousands of engineers. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I want to remind you that we're building a diagnostic tool called the Current Management Abilities Potential Diagnostic Tool. 
We've spent years collecting data on what makes great engineering managers. And now we hired an outside data analytics company for the past few years, and we've designed a tool that will help you as a civil engineering manager or aspiring manager diagnose yourself against the four key drivers that have helped engineers to be great managers. You'll get a diagnosis on each one of those drivers and then know where to focus your time, energy, and effort in developing. Right now, we're finalizing the tool and we need engineering managers or soon-to-be managers to participate in a case study. And this will be a 360 case study. So your reports will assess you, you will assess yourself, and your supervisor will assess you and it's very easy to do. All you need to do is email betty at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org Again, that's Betty at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org, and Betty will send you the information to get you started so that you can get valuable information, kind of a dashboard for yourself on where you need to go to become a great engineering manager. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Please remember you can find the show notes for this episode and all episodes at civilengineeringpodcast.com. This episode is number 122. There you'll find a summary of the key points discussed in today's episode as well as links to any of the resources, websites, or books mentioned during the episode. This episode was also broadcast on YouTube. If you haven't checked out our YouTube channel yet, please go to YouTube forward slash engineering careers. We put out weekly short videos called our Engineering Manager 8020 Shorts, where I speak to successful engineers all over the country, and they give us the one thing that really took their career to the next level. So please check that out. Be sure to subscribe there. And until next time, I wish you the best in all of your civil engineering career endeavors. Thank you for listening to the Civil Engineering Podcast. Be sure to visit civilengineeringpodcast.com where you can listen to past episodes and also submit your project to be featured on the show. We also invite you to visit our main website at engineeringcareercoach.com and download a free three-part video series created specifically for engineers to help you best utilize LinkedIn for networking, improve your communication and speaking skills, and also help to develop your leadership abilities. Now is the time to engineer your own success. 